I asked on Instagram if anyone had an opinion about the upside to anxiety. Now, what I mean by that, I've been really curious lately. There's a lot of people questioning right now, you know, when you're diagnosed with something or when you struggle with something with mental health, is there a flip side to it where there's maybe a gift hidden in the issue? Well, y'all know that I deal with anxiety. So I've been kind of wondering, what's the flip side to anxiety? Is there something that we can learn from anxiety? Is there maybe an opportunity in it? Well, when I posted that on my stories, I got a DM from an LA-based consultant who works with leaders. And she said, yeah, there's a big upside to anxiety. What you learned today just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Hey, y'all, welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. If this is your first time listening, I am so grateful you are here. My name is Heather Parody, I am your host. Is there an opportunity in your anxiety? Well, maybe. But before we get started, if you have a friend who's recently talked to you about their anxiety and you know that this is an episode that they would really love to hear, I invite you to take a screenshot of this and send it to them in a text message or a DM. I think what our guest has to share today is super profound, super awesome, and kind of fun when you think about it. Daris Alexander is the founder of In Wealth and is an LA-based operations leader, consultant, and a coach. She told me in this conversation that she believes anxiety can, quote, signal misalignment and alert us to our values and passions, and we can transform that clarity into drive to advance our goals. Well, anxiety shows up for people differently, right? So mm-hmm. it could be your heart heart rate is is increased. It could feel like they're out of breath. And it could be a symbol that I need to take a more conscious deep breath. And that could mean that the, the way that I'm approaching my work or the way that I'm sitting means that I can do something differently. Maybe I take a walk, maybe I get a sip of water, and maybe I do those those kind of things. It could be me being restless at night and me thinking consistently about a particular thought or replaying a particular thing that happened um, throughout the day. And it's a signal that there's something there to revisit and there's an opportunity there to to either think differently or to delve into and say like, hey, I'm repeating that conversation earlier because I don't like where it ended or I don't like that I didn't advocate for myself. This is important to my core values because I'm a woman of integrity. And so that means I want to hold myself to what the the honesty and the truth is of, of the matter. And I want to do better at that next time. And so is there a way that I can address that conversation with that person? Or is there an email? Is there you know a message I can then to get back on the phone to do that differently? Or can that show up in another conversation that I'm going to have later that might be triggering in that same way? And I want to make sure that I release that energy and make sure I think of this as a new moment and opportunity. Now, when I looked up the term misalignment, it simply said on Google, quote, the incorrect arrangement or position of something in relation to something else. <laughs> I wondered if there was a different way to look at it. We have opportunities to show up full, complete, whole, and it feels it will feel lighter. It will feel potentially more joyful, but generally like at at peace. When you are misaligned, I mean you are not in that that state, that energetic state where things are in balance. 
So there's something that's been tipped off or that is off scale and that there's an opportunity to recalibrate and to reshift where you want to adjust your energy and, and how that looks. And I think a lot of times there's a lot of anxiety with the great resignation and people being anxious about going back to the office, right? So if there's anxiety with this Monday, that, that onset of Monday, that 4 p.m. on Sunday that people feel, and there, there's this alignment, like, what are you anxious about? Like, is it a Monday morning meeting? You feel like you never have enough time to, to settle into the week. You know, in my work, I would address on the individual side, is there something that you can do to change your routines around your mornings that can help you feel more grounded? But on the business side, I would also coach you, you know, about maybe no meetings happen before 10 a.m. on on Mondays. This gives everybody the opportunity to to reset and to settle into the day so that everybody is more productive and more present. Opportunity. There is an opportunity. But here's the dealio, y'all. If you're like me and deal with anxiety, when you're in the midst of it, you're not thinking too clearly. So how do we get to a position where we can look at our anxiety objectively and ask ourselves some of those deeper questions? One thing is to like affirm that you're safe, you know, for like, and make sure that that's true, you know, for you, like if you are having anxiety and you're crossing the street and a truck is coming at you, like, okay, if you're not safe, like maybe like something really needs to change in that moment. Um, but most of the time that we feel anxiety, we are physically safe. And it's about getting that emotional safety, that psychological safety in the workplace. And how do we navigate that? I'm not going to say that we're going to be able to self-coach or like be in therapy like all, all the time. But what I've done is try to find those opportunities and actually schedule time on the calendar to have some of those deeper reflective moments. And I have like a list of 100 things that I could do. That take like, you know, a minute or, or five minutes to reset mm -hmm. things like lighting a candle, like getting up and get it, refilling a glass of water, free writing and journaling about what's, what's possible or what's there. And there's some questions that I, I would go through as a filter. And sometimes it's like, I can't do this on my own. It's to reach out to someone that's safe for you and give them some of the tools that are helpful for you. So for me, you know, it's important, like if you know your love languages, I'm acts of service quality time. Like I can say, hey, right now in this moment, I need to vent or I'm having a hard time thinking about like this conversation I had or somebody yelled at me, you know, at the grocery store or, yeah. or something. And I'm, I'm personalizing this and I can't think of a new way out. What, what are other opportunities to explore this? Like, what are other things that this could mean? Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence that it's the end of the world? You know, where's the evidence that there, that the world will continue and having someone yeah. that's trusting that you trust and that feels safe for you to help you know, carry you through in those moments, I think goes a long way. And that helps strengthen those muscles. Because for me, when I think about self-care, it's really about those micro habits. It's not about, you know, a two-hour massage or a two-week yeah. vacation or living a life that you need to escape from. It's about yeah. building and co-creating this lifestyle that is for you and is present for you at this moment, at any moment. And so for me, I have that long list. I don't always like literally refer to it, but I made sure I have the time and the intention to kind of say like, what are those things? And when things are really tough, like finding that, that one thing that can just shift. I think about it, if you ever seen like a classroom of elementary students and you ask them to sit up at their desk, put their hands together because there is 
you know, evidence about like our posture. There's evidence about and all the studies about the ways that we can shift our energy in those quick micro moments. Research has shown it's more about um, frequency versus intensity. But I think most of us think it's the intensity that matters. They think that if you have a really good vacation, if I stay in that resort for one day, if I do you know, this, but it's really about all these opportunities that we have throughout the day to reset and reimagine and to co-create and connect with other people that help us build the lives that we want, you know, and help us shift our energy because that's, that's really all we have. And we're all we have that we're committed to have for our entire lives. So I think we treat ourselves better. We learn about our anxiety and we use it as, as tools. There doesn't need to be shame around anxiety. There's like, hmm, there's something here, you know, we yeah. all show things differently. Yeah. And sometimes the anxiety isn't visible to other people. Yeah. And it's for us to know and it's for us to, yeah. to learn safely. Self-care is about micro habits. It's not about living a life you want to escape from. I love that. But I wanted to hear from Diaris, her personal experience. How did she come to these conclusions? I've led and managed teams of like 80 people in the past. And so when you have so many people and you want them to do your best and you're a leader that cares about people beyond what they can do for you, you have to, or you have, you have that chance to really say like, how can I care for this person? How can I, how can I recognize when people are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or anxious? And that takes having self-awareness and thinking about where are those times that I felt stressed and overwhelmed? When have I felt like I had a panic attack or I felt constriction in my, in my chest or being scared about a presentation? And how do I take that information and show up differently? for myself so that I can have these moments of impact that are truly positive for me and transformative, but also in my work as a leader and as a coach and as a consultant to create workplaces and team cultures and environments that help people thrive. Um, so in my personal experience, like really um, feeling anxiety is really a more about like burnout. And like, if you are been a high achiever, like you've faced so many opportunities and challenges and you have met everyone. And when you reach burnout, like the level of like, I can't do this, <laughs> like I'm, I'm physically sick or like I'm still tired and I've had this much time off between jobs. And there is so much for me, there was a lot of shame around it. There was a lot of anxiety about you know, being able to intellectualize the pro the problem and be like, well, I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to do this. And then being able to release that and say like, there's another way through. The way through it for me was, was to go deeper, you know, and was to share that experience with other people and allow people to come into their own stories and recognize what is their toolkit for success? How do they work through their own thoughts and their anxieties with compassion? How do they mm -hmm. think about the future with ambition and potential and imagination? And then how do they align the people around them, their values, their systems in a way that feels energetically sustainable and joyful as they approach their work? The way to get through it is to go deeper. Make sure you connect on Instagram. It is at in wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. It's linked in the show notes. There you can also find her quiz, What is Your Impact Archetype? But before we go, anything else? You have to feel it to heal it. So allow yourself to feel that anxiety and to, you know, know bypassing what's there. Like what you have, what you feel, what your experiences is valid. And know that there are people out there that care to listen and that are equipped to do so that can help you navigate that. 
and to know that you are deserving of that support, no matter what you look like or how many curse words you have to say in the moment. I always rather people come to me in the moment, you know, however they are versus feeling like they have to have the right words to explain it. Sometimes you don't have the words and it's just somebody sitting with you and to know that what you need is what you deserve and be brave enough to, to claim that. There are people out there that care to listen and are a fit to do so. And you are deserving of that support. I love that. Hope you felt that in your bones today. Friends, whether it's drinking coffee at 1030 in the morning for more energy, moving past what people think with a square squad, or finding the opportunity in anxiety. We hope you take a moment for yourself today and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. 